tuned throughout the week, especially Thursday when we get kicked off. We'll have a DSR to recap what's going on with the bracket and Friday game of the week. We'll have an hour of sports talk before we get take you out to the hockey game. But we'll definitely keep you up to date with the brackets. But keep those donations coming into WCBN here on Fundraising Week. We really appreciate anything you can do. But for everyone in the studio, thank you from Extra Points, and have a great night. Navarre gives to Perry. Perry through the middle. Touchdown, Michigan! And the Wolverines have won it in overtime. Michigan wins by a score of 27-24, and the team storms the field to mob Chris Perry. WCBN Sports, 88.3 FM, Ann Arbor, WCBN.org. Grabs on to attempt it for the Wolverines. Holds her breath, Ann Arbor, as Navarre gets set. Places down, kick is up. It's long enough. It's good! It's good! Michigan wins the game! Michigan shocks Washington, and the Wolverines are victorious! radio is on. It's on 88.3 FM. WCBN-FM, Ann Arbor's 24-hour open-minded radio surprise pudding. Licensed to the regents of the University of Michigan, operated by students at the University of Michigan, uniquely maintained as a healthy alternative and a positive influence on the mental health of the Ann Arbor community. You are here. getting better. Welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And I'm Jim Dwyer. Jim and I are both uh, sporting, ironically, uh, retro WCBN t-shirts down here. Yes, and uh, if you need to add a new WCBN t-shirt to your wardrobe, this is the week to do it. We're having our annual on-air fundraiser drive, and of course, as you're probably already aware... Listener support is essential to keeping uh, Ann Arbor's freeform student community radio station viable. And that's what we're looking for, donations down here. The number, of course, is 734-763-3500, or 3500, if that's easier to remember. Gray Matters, of course, has been on the air for a long time. We've uh, tried to, over the years, uh, talk about... uh, History, economics, politics, we throw in some literature, some movies. Uh, 
I just finished a book on the uh, healthcare uh, comparative uh, analysis globally, and maybe we'll see a vote on it later in the end of the week. But the author, T.R. Reed, goes around the world to get treatment on a shoulder, and uh, in Britain, that has a uh, so-called public option, uh, the doctor told him, mate, you're just going to have to get over it. We cover everybody, but not everything. Mm. And on Gray Matters, we cover everything, but not everybody. We don't care about the celebrity gossip too much, but uh, we cover everything. And I like to say that Gray Matters is sort of a free-form public affairs show in which we uh, throw out the bizarre and do serious sort of opinionated analysis of what the heck's going on in the world. And uh, we oppose corporate power. Uh, obtuse political power, unnecessary wars, and uh, we're for good government, a clean environment, and just remember to eat your Cheerios and say your prayers, <laughs> and you'll be okay. And old Bucky, we will be home before you can say blast off. That's right. Well, of course, we also give out brain damage awards on this program. That is a regular feature of the show. And uh, from week to week, sometimes they're amusing, sometimes they're jaw-droppingly, shockingly ignorant. And uh, last week, we probably should have given a brain damage award to the vote in Congress to designate the... uh, slaughter of Armenians at the beginning of the 20th century as genocide, because this seems like uh, a day late and a dollar short, Mm -hmm. for one thing. Uh, It would have been nice to have taken Turkey to task, to alliterate there for a moment, uh, oh, say, several decades ago. Uh, But it seems that the question needs to be raised, what is the merit in doing this now? Yeah, particularly when there are so many other, quote, and I'm using the word genocide in quotes, because I think that, uh, unfortunately, that word gets thrown around a bit too much. Too easily, yeah. Too easily, too often sometimes. And you always have to look at yourself in the mirror from time to time. Uh, Even America, in some way, committed genocide here in the New World. Um, Basically to use the phrase, hurting Native Americans onto reservations. Ethnic cleansing. Breaking treaties. Uh, Certainly there was an element of uh, ethnic cleansing involved with the Armenian uh, massacres, and they were uh, extensive, numerous, and sickening. Uh, To be sure. Whether it was a policy of genocide uh, is still a matter of a little bit of historical debate, um, but ethnic cleansing it certainly was. But the purpose of it now, uh, given all the real problems that we face globally, is strange indeed. And, of course, it's drawn a strong rebuke uh, from the Turkish government. Turkey, of course, and the reason that this was soft-pedaled over the many years was Turkey was a key ally in the NATO alliance. Correct. And, and of course, now uh, it's hoped that their uh, compliance with the U.S.'s attempt to... Uh, shut down Iran's nuclear program is, of course, strongly reliant on Turkey's participation. And, of course, it's interesting because this always has exposed the tension between Congress and and the administration, whatever administration is in power, to soft-pedal an issue like this. 
uh, because the Obama administration was not in favor of the resolution, so to speak. Turkey, of course, was utilized as a choke point in the uh, Cold War. Mm -hmm. The Bosphorus and the Dardanelles were this important uh, area of the Black Sea uh, that the United States utilized to its advantage. They're pretty far from the North Atlantic, after all, which is, of course, the first two letters in NATO. Yes, and uh, uh, needless to say, this whole strategic area of Turkey and Greece, and Greece, of course, has been in the news lately a lot because of the debt crisis there, uh, were part of the bargain uh, that uh, Churchill made with uh, Stalin uh, during World War II. Eastern Europe was divided on the back of a napkin, according to diplomats that were present, and uh, Churchill basically sw uh, accepted Greece for the, quote, allies. Uh, this was done without Roosevelt's knowledge or consent in exchange for the Soviet Union exerting a, quote, sphere of influence over Romania, Bulgaria, and Hungary, <laughs> uh, which, of course, became part of the so-called Iron Curtain mm -hmm. division later in uh, the Churchill made in his famous 1946 speech. Uh, very interesting stuff. Of course, we can give out a brain damage award to the government of Israel for openly uh, sort of embarrassing Biden while he's over there with respect to the settlements, uh, which... Well, Hillary Clinton, uh, to her credit, has uh, called it an insult, which yeah. is really one of the harshest terms that any U.S. Uh, Secretary of State has uttered with regards to Israeli behavior in flouting a request to simply freeze. They weren't even pressuring them to cease. Yeah, and... Settlement uh, activity. That's an example of... Uh, an area where Obama has sort of put this issue on the back burner for the first uh, 14 months of his administration. They've made it clear that they uh, expect an end to the settlements. They've made public statements repeatedly about it. And, uh, well, Israel is uh, sort of pulling a Max Baucus on us and going kind of slow. Uh, speaking of slow people, uh, Glenn Beck, of course, was in the news last week. I don't know if there's a bigger idiot in the media than him other than maybe Rush Limbaugh. I think they sort of have a, a wrestling match every other week on that one. But uh, Glenn Beck, of course, thought he was going to have a big story with this uh, congressman, uh, Massa, who seems to have had a kind of public meltdown over... Um, Tickle parties and <laughs> uh, getting acquainted with uh, Navy shipmen who are, quote, getting reacquainted with their marriage. I mean, this guy has just had so many public meltdowns on radio and TV. It was amusing to watch Glenn Beck think that he had a big story coming from Eric Massa because his initial allegations were that he was resigning from Congress because... The leadership of the Democratic Party, and he's a Democrat, by the way, who voted against the health care bill. Hmm. Uh, he's in favor of the s single payer system, so he uh, attacked it from the liberal perspective, but uh, he's in need of a checkup. And for Glenn Beck <laughs> to spend an hour of his show attempting to expose corruption when all Massa could do is dig his grave a little deeper. Uh, that was amusing to watch, and I didn't watch the show, but I saw enough excerpts to know that Glenn Beck was looking kind of like Dan Quayle in the infamous deer in the headlights look. He didn't know where to go or what to do, didn't know what to say, and then he ruefully had to admit, 
America, I think I've wasted a whole hour of radio television there. <laughs> Just the one? <laughs> yeah. The chalkboard. The corruption didn't work. So he gets a brain damage award, and I guess he's now in some hot water uh, claiming that um, words... And, and this is this is amazing because uh, Glenn Beck apparently is a con- converted Mormon, and uh, he's now claiming that this is remarkable. Converted from or converted to? Converted to. Uh, I don't know what he was before. Um, I think he seemed to have had some closet problems. Or yeah, there's been speculation in that area. That might have been why Massa was on the show. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe uh, Beck was uh, trying to, and Massa were trying to get reacquainted with their previous lives. Uh, but in any case, uh, Glenn Beck is uh, claiming Christians, that uh, Christian churches that talk about social justice, these are code words for communism. Oh, that old canard. Yeah, there was the, uh, the social justice uh, uh, liberation theology. Uh, sort of left-wing progressive uh, Christians uh, through the Reagan era that were uh, routinely followed and photographed by federal agents uh, because of the conflation of a, a certain progressive liberal political interpretation of the Bible or the teachings of Christ uh, more specifically. So, uh, you know, Glenn Beck has nothing. So uh, it's not too surprising that he should dig out uh, some old trope. Well, we just got a $50 pledge from an anonymous donor, uh, so we do appreciate that. Uh, you can uh, join in the fun by dialing 763-3500 yourself. That's a 734 area code. Lots of wonderful premiums. And, of course, the biggest premium is the satisfaction of knowing that the uh, radio station, uh, the music, the public affairs programming, free, uh, free speech radio news uh, will be there for another year. So give us a call. And the thing about Beck's stupidity, and this was the actual quote, I'll quote it uh, from a report in the New York Times by Lori Goodstein, uh, dated the 12th of uh, March. Beck said on his uh, March 2nd radio show, quote, I beg you, look for the word social justice or economic justice on your church website. If you find it, run as fast as you can. Social justice and economic justice, they are code words. Am I advising people to leave their church? Yes! I'm going to Jeremiah's church, he said, referring to Obama's former pastor in Chicago. If you have a priest that is uh, pushing social justice, go find another parish. Go alert your bishop. Nobody expects the bishop. <laughs> ah, we was too late. We was too late. And apparently they was too late for Glenn Beck. It's a little Monty Python spoof. Well, you know, he'd better be careful there because there is an increasing uh, number of people calling for the scrutiny of churches who uh, allow their tax-exempt status to be exploited by right-wing political Mm -hmm. causes. And, of course, uh, this is a major problem. Yeah, and what's interesting is Philip Barlow, uh, the article continues, the Arrington Professor of Mormon History and culture at Utah State University. They're in the March Madness, by the way, just as a little footnote. One way, to, uh, one way to read the Book of Mormon is that it's a vast track of social justice. A lot of Latter-day Saints would think that Beck is asking them to leave their church, he said. <laughs> so we give Glenn Beck a brain damage award. We can probably award him one every week. He's uh, 
He's a buffoon. Well, and it's amazing how well his books do. Uh, He's had a number of them. They sell quite well. They're not quite as rabidly hateful as the books of uh, Michael Savage, for Mm -hmm. example, who's just like frothing at the mouth. But they are sort of attack dog, you know, I'm going to attack celebrity political uh, celebrities for their political opinions. Um, But while we're uh, talking about brain damage awards, uh, I have to give a brain damage award to whoever was responsible at the Arborland borders for putting (laughs) the prominent display. I don't know if you've walked in there in the last couple of days. Right when you walk in the door, the first thing you see is a big, huge mound of Carl Rove's book. Oh, yeah. I forget what it's called. I don't really care what it's called. And well, whatever it, it's the subtitle should be rewriting history because apparently I mean, it's got what, a lot of egregious errors. Just a bunch of hogwash yeah. in that book. It's you know uh, three hundred and some pages of hardcover, cloth bound hogwash. And why this guy, who's largely responsible for the uh, disastrous course that the uh, George W. Bush administration uh, pursued and imposed and inflicted, uh, why he should be uh, celebrated with such a uh, display of his product uh, boggles my mind. And uh, maybe on the other side of the display, you could put the Cairo books. I know they need to sell them, but uh, it was appalling. Oh, the bishop was too late. <laughs> well, one thing that we always focus on down here on Gray Matters, and the number, of course, is 734-763-3500. I always get mixed up because uh, we we changed the area code in this area a little while ago, and I... I still uh, struggle with that yeah, a little bit, Yeah, the old 313. I got for decades. Bingo, bango, bongo. Yeah. Hit you in the head. But it was recently reported, by the way, and the Forbes billionaires came out last week, and they were talking all about that. Interesting that a Mexican is uh, now the richest man in the world, supposedly, on paper, because it is paper assets that they analyze. Donald Trump is always insulted. I'm richer than that. (laughs) But anyway, the average amount in millions of dollars earned by the uh, 400 highest-earning households in the United States in 2007, according to the IRS is up from 263 million the previous year an increase of 31% uh, each of the top earning 400 households and get this paid an average of 16.6% in tax rates the lowest since the IRS began tracking records the top 400 earned a total of 138 billion dollars in uh, 2007 up from a 105 billion point 3 uh, the year before very troubling. This is part of the concentration of wealth that mm-hmm. we keep uh, uh, exposing down here on Gray Matters that's been going on since the Reagan uh, years uh, in which the tax rates have been readjusted. And this is what's created the massive deficit problems here in the United States. It's essentially a cash transfer program. Yeah. Uh, in addition to some recent economic problems that are uh, well documented, um, the budget has just gone completely out of kilter thanks to the most recent Bush tax cuts. It's fascinating to look that uh, in 2001 fiscal year before Bush essentially took control of <laughs> everything, um, they were projecting um, for this fiscal year a surplus of $796 billion. Instead, we're getting a deficit of $1.4 trillion. 
dollars. And of that money, let's remember that we're spending about $760 billion total on uh, wars uh, in Afghanistan, Iraq, weapons procurement, veterans uh, benefits, etc., and another $250 billion in interest payments on the debt that the United yeah. States is still uh, creating in this in this madness of uh, fiscal irresponsibility and what you see in the media of course is that this these these top 400 households they are portrayed that going after them as class warfare well i gave the tax rate that they pay 16.6 percent they'll claim they're paying a lot more they're not they get massive tax breaks through the uh, the federal tax code and municipal bonds give them state exemptions and local exemptions and whatnot, and it's a disgrace that this continues to go on in this country. Uh, that kind of wealth concentration is what led to the Great Depression, and while I think a second Great Depression was averted uh, during the latter stages of the Bush administration with the uh, TARP bailout, we are in the midst of the Great Recession, and jobs are hard to come by. And uh, economic justice, contrary to Glenn Beck's assertion, is not something that you want to go run from your pastor about. That is actually what churches should be emphasizing. Economic justice, social justice. Well, and uh, here in the state of Michigan, of course, spending for uh, the basics, schools, roads, uh, infrastructure, is all way down. And schools, uh, as of a year or so ago, looked like they might be exempt from uh, this belt tightening, but uh, that's no longer the case. And there will be a number of cuts that will affect the children of the state of Michigan uh, all through the next uh, couple of years. Yeah, and the misplaced priorities uh, of our society is, is one of the other uh, themes of Gray Matters over the many years. We pointed out uh, from an old article that I dug up, one of my all-time favorites regarding uh, what we actually spent uh, on nuclear weapons during the Cold War. Which uh, we won, by the way, we're we told. Won. Um, this <laughs> but was at what cost? A famous study uh, produced by the Brookings Institute that back in 1998 reported that the United States had spent $5.5 trillion on nuclear weapons program, more than any single program except Social Security, according to the study. Uh, they note that uh, the production of nuclear explosives uh, over the last five and a half decades behind defense spending another $13.2 trillion uh, and was just ahead of uh, Social Security. Nuclear weapons ranked ahead of welfare payments, uh, transfer payments, $5.3 trillion, and interest on the national debt, $5 trillion. This is where this money that everybody throws around, this is where it went. Right, and, you know, uh, of course, critics on the right will will lambast those high numbers for welfare spending. That Oh, that's a free money handout for people who are too lazy to work. Uh, the welfare queens, as uh, Ronald Reagan denounced them. But that was money that was spent in local shops and was filtered back into the economy. The money that was spent, the trillions, uh, because the term money is, loses all meaning when you talk about that many trillions, mm -hmm. especially down here when we're fundraising and soliciting $5, $10, $50 calls. Uh, where did all of those trillions of dollars go? To the military contractors. Sure. To the hands of corporations who uh, then solidify their uh, standing. And uh, these are toxic polluters. Uh, there's all sorts of other uh, sort of 
peripheral problems associated with these industries, uh, and they just continue to engorge themselves at the teat of public spending. Public spending, and then, of course, they create a lot of these uh, indigenous regional conflicts, uh, military conflicts, that then the United States says, we have to intervene there. Yep, better order some more supplies. You know, we're selling the, the arms. Uh, we benefited, by the way, in World War One and World War Two, staying out of the start of those wars early on. Wars, of course, destroy economies eventually. Uh, the British discovered this uh, in the early part of the 20th century with the Boer War. Indeed. That was the beginning of the end of the British Empire. In fact, yep. it wasn't a case of the sun never setting on the British Empire. It was the beginning of the sun setting on the <laughs> British Empire, which is what it should have been called. So these are the kinds of issues that we like to focus on down here on Gray Matters. 763-3500 for your uh, pledge. And from the uh, Brookings Institute study of the late 90s to the April 2010 Harper's uh, Index, uh, here's another example of bizarre public spending. The average number of arrests made each year since 2001 by all 4,000 federal air marshals combined, four. Federal spending, this represents per arrest, $200 million. That's not a cost-effective program, people. Uh, we could peel off uh, 10% of that and uh, have enough to make WCBN a state-of-the-art broadcasting facility, which, by the way, we have been approved down here to uh, increase our broadcast signal. Uh, the FCC has uh, acknowledged uh, the request, and so we are looking forward to upgrading some of our uh, equipment down here. Uh, none of the people involved uh, at the radio station uh, receive any pay. There is a small stipend for the general manager and the program director. Those are student positions here at the University of Michigan's uh, Campus Broadcasting Network. But uh, everyone else is a student or a community volunteer, and it's all about the love of the medium and of the subject matter of the public affairs shows and the music. So call with your support, 763-3500. And we give public health uh, alerts. Uh, last a couple weeks ago, I noted that every fish in America tested in uh, 291 major streams contained mercury. Um, and this is a result, of, of course, of our uh, fossil fuel-related energy system that we have. I'm not... Naive enough to believe that we can simply dump the fossil fuel system overnight, but we certainly need to go in the direction that Governor Granholm and President Obama have been urging a cleaner environment, clean jobs, manufacturing jobs that are created here uh, in the uh, Midwest, hopefully, and uh, solar uh, energy out west where they have abundant sunshine. Michigan's going to have sunshine for five straight days, folks. Get your solar panels <laughs> fired up. But uh, in connection with the fact that all the fish have mercury, it's interesting to note that in the state of New Jersey, um, it was recently reported, and this from a clipping that uh, the Associated Press dated uh, the 29th of January 2007, they've warned the public not to eat squirrels. <laughs> These squirrels have been found to have lead-contaminated uh, byproducts in their uh, tissues, and they, this is what I love, are advising adults that eat squirrels uh, no more than twice a week, and even less for children and women who are pregnant. So Granny Clampett... <laughs> 
Forget about the raccoon pie. Curtail that rodent consumption. That's right. And uh, we even sing down here on Gray Matters in honor of Mission Impossible. Dun, 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 dun. Well, you've been known to break into the odd limerick every once yes, in a while. Yes, the limerick, too, the occasional original limerick in honor of idiots like Jim Bunning and uh, others. Well, uh, other news of the bizarre, of course, uh, sometimes comes our way. Uh, one of my favorites from uh, 2007. A Chinese business executive was sentenced to death for swindling $385 million from investors in a bogus ant breeding scheme. Yeah. And uh, if only we took our uh, business criminals to task so effectively, uh, ant breeding schemes uh, would be the, the least of their concerns. Uh, Andrew, our uh, engineer, has informed us we have five minutes left in the program. That's five minutes left for you to work your way over to the phone and keep uh, locally produced current events, public affairs programming uh, viable uh, for the following year. Uh, as of October 15th, 2007, uh, it's reported in the Financial Times that, quote, most U.S. corporate leaders believe chief executives are overpaid. According to a study, the findings to be published today by the National Association of Corporate Directors are likely to strengthen calls by investors and politicians for curbs on executive pay. Well, I'm sure most of our listeners uh, are probably not overpaid, uh, but uh, if you are feeling particularly overpaid, uh, do consider WCBN as a uh, charitable subject of your beneficence. Indeed. Uh, Harper's is always a reliable uh, source for some of our enjoyment. And uh, back in October of 2003, it was uh, exposed that the U.S. Defense Department had come up with a list of investigations with code names that, that run as follows. And these are just so funny, I'm going to read a number of them. Operation Brown Bag, Operation Bad Gas, Operation Wing It, Operation Pro Fraud, Pro Fraud. Operation... Bad back. Project can't be. <laughs> Operation. Well, wait a minute. Project can't be. That was the entire George W. Bush administration, wasn't it? Yeah. Operation barn door. <laughs> Operation blood money. Operation busted dreams. Operation PC scam. Uh, Operation barrel roll. <laughs> Project excess. <laughs> Project oil slick. Project Oil, uh, Easy Pickings, uh, Operation Fake Fuel, Operation Wise Cracker. Uh, this one I'm having difficulty understanding. Operation Back Orifice. <laughs> I don't want to know what kind of operation that might have been. <laughs> These are serious investigations that were instituted under the leadership of Donald Rumsfeld. And our last president, the wanker, George Bush. Well, it reminds me of uh, some of the code names that uh, the Secret Service has had for uh, those under their care, uh, chief executives. Um, I don't remember what Gerald Ford's code name was, but I believe Betty Ford was codenamed Pincushion by the uh, Secret Service. And uh, it, uh, just escaping me what, uh, what Ford's uh, epithet was uh, from them, but... Uh, well, it's all part of the uh, 
great mix of weirdness that uh, is the world. And the world has probably always been about this weird. Uh, it's just that with the advances in uh, information technology, of course, uh, more stuff is available. And it's easy to get overwhelmed. Uh, neither you nor myself are big uh, users of 